the Chicago Bulls start their year off with getting their asses kicked against the Philadelphia 76ers. We're going to talk a little bit about that game. We're also going to talk about the returns that could be happening for the Chicago Bulls and updated injuries. We're going to get into all that plus more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So uh, the Bulls absolutely got their butts kicked, uh, 110 to 97. And, you know, even that final score doesn't really bring together just how bad this game was for the Chicago Bulls. 43 points they gave up in the first quarter of this game to the Philadelphia 76ers. In the first quarter, that's what the Bulls gave up. They only scored 42 points in the whole first half of this game. That should tell you the type of game that this was for the Chicago Bulls. And if it wasn't for a 25 to 12 fourth quarter in favor of the Bulls where they won that by 13 points this lead or this uh demolishing of the Chicago Bulls was something that the the final score really doesn't bring together the Bulls just couldn't hit anything right getting into foul trouble early even though they got uh Embiid and Maxi into foul trouble early themselves the Bulls just couldn't take care of business we couldn't hit shots to save our life and this team just seemed lethargic and DOA almost as soon as the game started off they just seemed like the team that didn't have the energy that the Philadelphia 76ers had. And Joel Embiid just absolutely put on a masterclass, having almost a triple-double by, by the first half of the game. Ends up finishing with 31 points, 15 rebounds, and, uh, and 10 assists, one steal, two blocks. Joel Embiid did everything that he needed to do to put his team in a position. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, who la- last game we played against him, took 22 shots just to get 20 points. This game, 12 uh, shots, six going 6-12 six of 12 from the field for 21 points, 5 assists, in this game, the Bulls just didn't have answers, man. And it, that's just what it is. It, it was noticeable early. This was, you know, one of the few games where the Bulls weren't really in this game by any stretch of the imagination at all. Never holding a lead in this game, not having the big performances. Kobe White's um, bad shooting continued to, to go on for the Chicago Bulls. And this team just didn't have it, man. That's, that's just what it comes down to. This was a night where the team, they got their butts kicked. There's nothing that they could do to stop what the, what the Philadelphia 76ers had going on. And unfortunately, that's just where it is, man. And and uh, that's the type of game that we had. It sucks to be able to talk to to say that about this team, but they just didn't have it, man. Cold shooting from the team as a whole. We were shooting the ball like eighteen percent uh, by the end of this game from three point range, but at the halftime we were shooting like eight percent from three point range, and we end up only thirty eight percent from the field. That's not going to get it get it done. The 76ers shot the ball sixty percent from the field overall in the first half of the game. They end up finishing forty seven point five percent. Um, but it just th- th- this this was like I said, it was just a demolishing. I wish I had longer and more to go into to it in, but it just it wasn't anything. Now, some of the bright spots, if you're going to look for any bright spots in this game, Julian Phillips, Adama Sonogo and Dalen Terry had a moment out there where they were really that they were out there together. And, um, you know, Iota Sumo was out there with them as well. And that, and listen. The ball moved around quick. Adama Sonogo, in only nine minutes of play, had eight points, six rebounds in this game. Now, again, this is a different type of game, right? This was in gar- complete in garbage time. But Adama Sonogo at least looked like a player that could contribute coming off the bench, which is something that Bulls fans have been saying for a while. Julian Phillips was 17 minutes, seven points in this game as well, going three or five from the field. And then Dalen Terry, the one thing, when Dalen Terry was out there running with the young guys, when it was him, Julian Phillips, Adama Sonogo, uh, uh, Io DeSumo and I believe Javon Carter was out there with them as well. Um, 
They, they were, hey, listen, Dalen Terry got seven assists, eight rebounds, and six points. That Listen, and you see what Dalen Terry could be. Again, not shooting the ball awfully well at all, two for seven from the field, but you can see what Dalen Terry has the potential and bones to be. He just really has to keep playing solidly to get there, and, and yeah, that shot has to get better. That shot has to get better. He has to calm down some. But Julian Phillips and Adama Sonogo look like some players that could contribute. Now, again, like I said, it's in garbage time, but especially with what happened in this game with P. Will um, going down with the ankle injury who, you know, could miss some time. We're talking about Kobe White who also ended up exiting the game with the injury as well. Um, but those players stood up, and they looked, they looked solid. It wasn't amazing. wasn't anything earth-shattering, but it was solid enough to where it's gonna, those, those, those voices of people who want to hear um, – you know, want to hear uh, Billy Donovan or want to see Billy Donovan play the young players a little bit more, especially considering Adama Sonogo has some size, way, way more size over Terry Taylor. Uh, it, it, this isn't going to do anything to quiet those people, and it shouldn't. So the one thing that it should quiet is the Bulls. They got to shut the hell up. They got to come back. We played tonight against the uh, against the New York, the new look New York Knicks, and hopefully the Bulls can perform better in that game. But overall, man, it was it was a lot in this game that just didn't go uh, the Bulls' way. Like I said, the cold shooting. Matter of fact, Billy Donovan actually commented on the cold shooting here. I thought we generated really good shots. I thought we missed a lot of shots in the lane. I thought we missed a lot of shots around the rim. But that happens. But now you've got to really amp it up defensively to make it very very difficult on them. And I think the the fact that. You know, we didn't really shoot the ball particularly well in that first half or in that first quarter, you know, 0 for 10 for 3. I don't know what they were. They were like maybe 7 for 10. Um, you got to, you know, like the first couple possessions I thought were easy for them. And whether it be Oubre or Tobias or Joel, they get a couple easy looks early. Now their shot making, even when you do do a good job of contesting, it's tough to shut it off. And, you know, and, and I agree with everything Billy Donovan said. They they got some good looks early on. I think sometimes late uh, as well, like early, well, in that third quarter, the game was decided by then. But this was just a night where the Bulls just couldn't hit anything. We could not. Now, I'm not blaming it on that. That's not an excuse because also defensively, we look like absolute cheeks out there and we need to be playing better than what we did, um, especially if you're talking about a game against the New York Knicks that is coming up for the Chicago Bulls. But overall, this team just, this was one of those games where you saw it early, the energy wasn't there, and uh, it sucked, man. It sucked to say, say that on, on a team that's really been playing with a lot of heart here recently. We've been talking so much, so much positivity about the heart and the way that this team has really changed kind of the, the, the outlook on them from a lot of Bulls fans. And, you know, this, uh, for, the, for the more pessimistic Bulls fans, doesn't do anything for those who say, hey, that was just, that was just a, a shot in the dark, man. And, and the Bulls are going to come back crashing down here to reality at some point. For the people that think that, you're not necessarily I, – I can't, I can't knock you. I can't knock you too much on it right now. I wish I could. But uh, right now, it's, it's, it's been a struggle. It's really been a struggle uh, to watch the Chicago Bulls in a game like this against the 76ers. But let's hope that they bounce back tonight against the Knicks. We're going to preview that game a little bit later. Um, but also, coming out of that, injuries and returns. So we got word yesterday that Zach Levine could return as early as Friday – for the Chicago Bulls, um, this is a this is a big thing, right? Uh, you know, when you look when you look at him potentially coming back uh, with the team that's been you know really struggling um, and not playing over too well, like over here over the um, let me not say overly too well, like it, it, this game sucked, and then our, our last loss sucked as well. But the Bulls have been playing playing pretty solid. Um, but you know, you get into the now being able to bring Zach Levine back. You know, a lot of Bulls fans we talked about like what role we can come back with. But him and Vooch coming back on Friday, it makes sense. Once we got word that, you know, they weren't even traveling with the team on this road trip uh, out to Philly and uh, then New York we have tonight. And then we get a break. And then we have uh, Charlotte Hornets at home. That could be a really good tune-up game for a player like Zach Levine. Nikola Vucevic, who hasn't been down nearly as long as Zach, 
He's going to come right back into that starting lineup. And it really does help the Bulls' depth, right, as we go forward. I know, you know, Bulls fans, you know, you have something kind of over Zach and just like, at this point, Zach Levine has to like, don't play him. Let's just trade him and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, um, Zach is still a talented player. And is he a flawed player? Absolutely. Is he a perfect player? Fuck no. He's just not. But he's still a player that can put up 20 on you. And we want to see that done efficiently. He's going to have to find his way to fit in. And it's going to be, you know, I think all eyes are going to be on what how the Chicago Bulls do change if Zach Levine does, eventually, does make his return on Friday. And if not Friday, then you definitely got to look at the Monday game when we go to Charlotte. He's probably going to be on that one. So, you know, Zach Levine's coming back. Nikola Vucevic is right around his 7 to 10 game timeline of coming back as well. We talked about that. Uh, you know, moving Andre Drummond back to the bench and having more depth there is going to really help this team going forward into their schedule, which is, you know, easing up some as we go through January. That's going to be an important thing to watch as well. And then you got two questions, right? So Kobe White goes down in this game, and it's a scary moment. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but he uh, did say after the game he could have came back in the third quarter. Um, you know, considering it's a back-to-back, they probably and, and it was a complete, absolutely waxing of the ass of the Chicago Bulls that they probably looked at it and said, hey, let's go ahead and let them sit out. So positive outlook on, uh, on Kobe White being there tonight. But Patrick Williams is a little bit different retweaking that that ankle injury that he had on that nasty fall a few a few games ago and the thing now is that while we're talking about possible returns coming back um in Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic that's not going to be tonight and so if Patrick Williams does end up missing tonight's game against the New York Knicks you're then looking now at you have to use either Julian Phillips or Damas Nogo and you ha- and you haven't really properly prepared them to be able to step into a situation like that and so you know I, I think Looking at it in this way is that, um, you know, and this, this is why you always hear things on Billy Donovan, like this is why you guys got you got to play the rookies a little bit. Now, you've been doing that with Dalen Terry, and you see Dalen Terry's improving. Is he where we want him to be? Hell no, but he's definitely improving. And why Sonogo and Julian Phillips flash some really good things in garbage time minutes uh, in last night's game, you now could be in a position where you have to rely on those guys, and you haven't really battle-tested them for, uh, truly. And that's not to say that you necessarily have to start Julian Phillips this is Billy Donovan. I can see him starting Patrick Williams. I'm sorry, uh, Dalen Terry at the four. Maybe he goes Terry Taylor at the four um, next to next to Drummond, which that would be an interesting lineup with no spacing at all, but a lot of rebounding. Um, but uh, you know, so if Patrick Williams is out in this game, that like I said, that you you now have to play a Julian Phillips. You have to play a Adama Sonogo. You may have to do that anyway. Just looking at the size that we have. Um, or the lack of size that we have, and those two players do provide that. So, you know, it's... uh, Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Keep keep a lookout for that. We'll be, of course, as you do before every game, we do the whole starting lineup watch. Uh, we'll be watching also to see what's going on with Patrick Williams. Is he in? Is he out in this game tonight? I, I mean, hopefully he's able to go, maybe even with a little minutes restriction. But, you know, at the end of the day, the Bulls, and and considering that they have an extra day off, that they could allow him to kind of heal up, and, and maybe if there's some swelling on that ankle, allow that to go down. 
Uh, Patrick Williams may sit down in this game. And so at that point now, we're looking at, like I said, relying on two players that just have not been a big part of the Chicago Bulls rotation and maybe a little bit in over their heads, not because they're not skilled, but we may see a little bit of a trial by fire tonight. And maybe uh, maybe the play has waken up Billy Donovan as well to be maybe uh, a little bit more open to use those guys uh, down the stretch who really, like, they have tons of talent. Like, they are, in a lot of ways, the future of this team. Uh, uh, Julian Phillips is a guy you you traded capital for to go out there and get. And he, at the level of the G League, has shown every every flash of it, both defensively and offensively and being able to get your rebounds. Adama Sinogo, at the bare minimum, is a guy who's going to be able to rebound the ball really, really well for you and deter some shots at the rim. Scoring-wise, like I said, off putbacks, things like that, he can really thrive in. So, you know, if the Bulls do have to use Adama Sinogo or Julian Phillips or both of them today, um, I think, you know, it could be a little ugly there, but I could be, I think that it's probably best for their development as well at this point and stage of their career. So let's hope that that's the case, man. And whatever happens where the P-Will is healthy or not, that Billy Donovan goes to trust some of the young studs that he has on this team that have been flashing some things down in the G League, and let's see what they can bring us at the NBA level. So, but before we get into the preview in the game against the New York Knicks, I want to talk about something that really I have to eat some crow on. And you guys know, as much as I... I, I talk about things from both sides. I'm not a content creator that's ever afraid to admit to you guys when I was wrong. I thought that Javon Carter would really be a good signing for the Chicago Bulls. When you looked at the, at what he brought as far as defense, trying to help set some identity, toughness, a player that's not going to back down from taking shots, right? Uh, you know, we talked about coming into the season how we got open three-point shots, but we just didn't have the players that were willing to take them last season. And Javon Carter theoretically came would have come into that and been a player that was better prepared for that. And it just has not been the case at all for the Chicago Bulls. And really, even though that it wasn't a huge signing at all, he did get uh, more money than like a Tory Craig. This is looking like a a bad, bad signing for the Chicago Bulls so far. Now, Javon Carter's still young. still, you know, we're getting heading towards the middle of the season. Um, so maybe he can work himself out of it. But the Bulls gave Javon Carter a three-year deal at, at a little over $6 million per, but the first two years are guaranteed, and he has a player option in the third year, and his year 30. And right now, Javon Carter is not shooting well for the Bulls. Um, five points per game is he averaging. He's doing that on 35% shooting uh, from the field, 34% shooting um, overall from three-point range, and he's not really offering any other stat. Now, when you look at it last year for Milwaukee, he averaged eight points per game coming off the bench for them in most of those games. He started 39 games for them, but he was shooting 42% from the field, taking seven shots. He's only taking five and a half here, and he was taking four and a half three-pointers and hitting that at a 42% clip. He's taking 3.7 three-pointers here and only hitting that at a 34% clip. And the defense, the defense ain't really been there at all, not the way that we're used to seeing. And so Javon Carter just... Is, has not been a solid signing for the Chicago Bulls at all. And that is why I think, and a lot of people are starting to think, maybe Javon Carter could be included in the Zach Levine deal if we're taking back more players than we're sending out and we need to put in another contract, add a little bit more flexibility with the money there since he does have a $6 million contract. You know, and again, I don't want to act like that's huge. It's not a huge deal in the modern NBA. But when you look at other players that the Bulls could have went out and gotten, for Javon Carter, right? You got to look at it. Trey Jones, a player that's that, yeah, it would have had to be an offer sheet. But considering right now the Spurs aren't playing them at all, maybe that's somebody that could that could have got. Now would have took a little bit more than that. Would took closer to about eight to ten million dollars. But again, maybe the Bulls could have found some flexibility elsewhere. That's just a player that I just look at and I say, hey man, I wish I would have had Trey Jones on this team. And then outside of that, Pat Bev, we could have brought back Pat Patrick Beverly to this team. 
And even if you did want to start Kobe White, at that point in time, you're looking at Pat Bev being a player that's familiar with your system, that's be, that would have been familiar with your team from playing with them and finishing the season out with them last year. It's just a lot to go into that, man. It's just when you really look at it, having either one of those two players, or Trey Jones, somebody that I talked about a lot myself, but again, may have not been the most realistic option for the Chicago Bulls. Um, but and then but Pat Bev, right? And Pat Bev isn't a perfect player at all. But I do think there's something to be said for Pat Bev, who only ended up signing a $3.1 million deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. We could have had him and then had a little bit more money left out there to maybe do some other things and have flexibility now. And so, you know, it's always what it could have should have. Everything's always in hindsight. It doesn't mean that Javon Carter can't start turning this thing around. But right now, that Javon Carter signing, man, I just had to, I got to eat some crow on that one. That one wasn't a good signing, at least not yet. All right, lastly, before we go, man, I want to preview this game against the Chicago Bulls. I'm sorry, against the New York Knicks. And the biggest thing in this game that we're looking for is who's out, right? Is, is Patrick Williams going to be out? Because if that if he is, that changes a lot. Now, Patrick Williams isn't averaging 25 or 20 points per game or anything like that, but he's been playing really well in his role, being more active, being more aggressive. Said per the statistics, he's, he's the best non-center rim protector in the NBA when he's in those opportunities. And so missing Patrick Williams is going to be big and kind of change what you can do um, especially if you do end up going small like a Dalen Terry or, God forbid, one, one thing that they can do as well is go even smaller with moving uh, AC to the four and bringing in Io DeSumo at the starting two. So I think either one of those scenarios means that you're going to still have to play a Julian Phillips or Adama Sinogo a little bit more off the bench to have some type of size. So that's something to look out for. Who plays, who doesn't play is one of the biggest stories coming into this game. But outside of that, the Bulls have to show up. They didn't show up against the Philadelphia 76ers. We didn't show up defensively. We couldn't hit shots. We got to do that. Can the Bulls hit shots against this New York Knicks team? And since and OG Ananobi has joined that team, they're more defensively sound. And they have a versatile defender now in OG Ananobi, who also is a threat to stretch the floor from three, providing a little bit more space for Julius Randle to go to work, things like that. This is something that you really want to look out for if you're the Bulls. If you're not prepared defensively um, for, for the, the, the New York Knicks tonight, um, especially from three-point range, which is something that we've always been success, susceptible to as a team is allowing players to go off from three, um, this could be a game that could get away when you look at it. OG Ananobi's a player that can get, that can get going from three. Um, Jalen Brunson, absolutely. Dante DiVincenzo. You don't want to allow these players to start going off from three on you, and if you do, that game can get away from you before it even really gets a chance to start. So the Bulls got to come in this game with a defensive game plan and preparation that we just haven't always seen from this team at the times where we needed it, especially at in games like last night against the Philadelphia 76ers. We have to be locked in for a full four quarters of defense. What do I always say? Set that tone defensively as a team. If you can do that, that's what starts getting you in the place of being able to combat and fight and, 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 and those type of things. So we really need to see that from the Chicago Bulls uh, today. And then you got to hit your shots. Who is going to hit the shots for the Chicago Bulls, man? Whether it's Kobe or not, whoever it is, we need to shoot the ball better overall as a team. I would love to see Kobe White get out of his uh, his cold shooting slump in a, in a place like Madison Square Garden playing against the New York Knicks. Listen, what that could do for a storyline of most improved player, the story could write itself at that point, right? But more than the storylines and, and that, just play as a team. Execute. Let's get back to moving without the ball. Yes, we're undersized at times. We're going to be small, things like that. But when you move without the ball and move the ball around, it makes everything dangerous, whether you got three-point shooters or not out there. Cut. Offensive rebound. Can we keep the Knicks off the boards tonight, especially offensively? If we can do that, that again, that puts us in the spot where we can get out in transition, where we can fight, um, things like that. That's what we have to do. This is not a team that you can overlook. I don't give a damn about the about the Knicks record. The Bulls are not in a place 
to overlook any team, especially a team that is playing better than them, and that is what the New York Knicks have been doing all season long despite their struggles. They have been playing better than the Chicago Bulls, and they just added a versatile 3 and D wing to that team. So we got to be prepared in this game. And I'll tell you what, OG Ananobi already was a player that, that guarded DeMar DeRozan really well, and he's going to do that same thing tonight. But look out for this. If they do, if Kobe White does come out of his shooting slump, they're probably going to move OG Ananobi to start trying to guard Kobe White. And I think that that's kind of the best thing that you can do in a game like this. If Kobe can come in and play and we can put pressure on them having to put their best defender on Kobe, that is going to free up DeMar, especially in the fourth quarters, to do a little bit more uh, there in the mid-range and things like that. They're going to try to guard Kobe straight up, right? They're going to try to do that because they know OG Ananobi has been one of the best defenders of DeMar DeRozan over the last handful of years. And so this is something that you you want to try to force if you can. The New York Knicks, on the, over the course of the season, are a middle-pack offense. They're right around the same area that the Chicago Bulls have been over this stretch. Again, overall in the season, we're a little bit lower. And But if the Bulls can, can score the ball well enough, right, and play efficient enough offense, we can definitely be in this game, man. But it's good that it's on ABC. The Bulls haven't had a single nationally televised game yet. We've had some NBA TV games, but not very many nationally televised on the big stage. And this is an opportunity for the Bulls to show the, show the world what they can be and how much improved as a team they are. Will it happen? That's a story for another day. We'll end up covering it right here. We'll be live on this channel for the uh, pregame, halftime, hangout, and postgame show. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that. But otherwise, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and or voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.